Kari Frazier here at the Techonomy Detroit 2014 conference. And I'm right now with Gabriela Gomez Mott, who is the Chief Creativity Officer for Mexico City. How are you today? Hello, very happy to be here. Okay, the first thing I have to ask is, what does the Chief Creativity Officer do? <laughs> well, the Chief Creativity Officer is not necessarily a title that is very common in the rest of the world. Uh-huh. So as um, so as when proposing anything that doesn't exist, the nice thing is that you get to invent the very content of, of what it is a chief creativity officer does. So I, uh, I run a new area for the Mexico City government that depends on the mayor's office. It's called Laboratory for the City, Laboratorio para la Ciudad in Spanish. And we are the experimental arm slash creative think tank for the city. Okay. Now, from that think tank, when we think about cities like Mexico City, and from what I've heard, I can imagine it's a lot like Detroit. I think that the best resource of Detroit is, is Detroiters, and the people are passionate about everything here, uh, especially the bad rap that it gets throughout so much of the world. When you have a think tank in Mexico City about how things could change and how things will change, what role does technology play as far as what role do the people think that technology plays in changing what happens in Mexico mm -hmm. City? I, I believe that what you just said is of paramount importance nowadays. One of the reason that the lab exists is actually to see how we can tap into citizen talent. Mm -hmm. um, in many ways, I think government has been historically, at least in Mexico City, a place where one believes that uh, you, you know, it's filled with bureaucrats, supposedly. And to be honest, it's been very interesting for me to step into government. I mean, I, I, my only relationship with government was voting every once every six years. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been fascinating as well as humbling to come in and see that there's, you know, government can be everything that people say, but there's, it's also very interesting to find incredibly talented people. Now, what we're trying to do from within the lab is open up the doors even wider and really be able to tap into the citizen talent and mm -hmm. people that have not necessarily thought of government as a space for their ideas or their passions or their, or their energy. Um, so we have several types of projects, some of them dealing with technology, because even though technology is definitely an important, important part of our cool toolkit, it's not necessarily the only one. I think uh -huh. citizen engagement uh, comes in a myriad of forms. Um, and so basically what that is, one of our big questions is how does one tap in to the smarts that are scattered around the city? How does government become a city-making machine that can utilize better utilize the minds that compose a city? Um, so Mexico City, as I was mentioning, in a metropolitan area is 22 million people. Mm -hmm. So the day that that becomes a resource for the city, instead of thinking about 22 million mouths to feed, you think about 22 million minds and how you tap into that and to the diversity as well as like the particular optics of a city. I think we're going to be a lot better off in making decisions and uh, figuring out the future of cities such as ours. It sounds very dynamic. It sounds very interesting. Now, tying these interesting thoughts into actually producing something where people can commit themselves mm. to it, what role does technology play? Like, is technology, are you databasing that? Are you taking this information and putting it on just one big website? And then also, if people don't have access to the internet, how can they even get engaged with all of this information that's coming out from the other mines there in Mexico City? Mm. 
That is a great question. Um, I think in, in this contemporary world, one of the things that we have to deal with is the digital divide that mm -hmm. many times has layers of society living different realities almost, no? like some of them being incredibly wired and tapped into not only the city itself, but the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Whereas other people um, are missing that link in communication. Fortunately, in Mexico City, we have uh, very interesting programs to, to soften that digital divide. So we have um, a new program that started this year of making more than 10 plazas, uh, public plazas have free Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. And there's also, a, and these are important places, like for example, our, our main park that is called Chapultepec is twice the size of Central Park huh. in New York. Huh. And Chapultepec is getting free Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. So if you can find these nodes where people congregate and then give them free Wi-Fi, as well as uh, hosting events that also give people lessons from everything from uh, animation, which is very sophisticated, but also how to open up your first email account or how to use social media. And these, these things are actually going on as we speak. Um, and then there's also some very interesting programs at free internet cafes in the subways. And they have young people teaching other people, other young people as well as older people in how to use internet. So I have the feeling that while we keep on exploring the potential that comes from being digitally connected, we need to have these other par parts of society also catch up. But I also believe because, uh, you know, sometimes we're put to the question, like, why are you working in the digital realm if there is, uh, of course, a digital gap? But the thing is, you can't stop either, no, because there are a, a very big percentage of our population is connected to the Internet. And you ha we have to think about the possibilities that that entails. Like, you know, uh, people have... I've said that maybe democracy's time is actually now mm -hmm. because before it was very hard to really get a sense of what your indi the individual voters wanted and you have representative democracy. Nowadays, it's so much easier that if you want 100 opinions, you can get 100 opinions or 10 million opinions or and then add that up. And instead of it being um, a projective or projected or... Um, feeling of what your community wants or is asking for, you can actually go and ask individuals and then get an average on that. So, so we're very excited about the potential. Okay, now representing a place like Mexico City, coming to a conference like this, how do you see interacting with some of the people that are into this technology that, with creative ideas and bridging the gap and bringing them to Mexico City so they can be a resource to the people and the citizens there? Like, how do you see interacting with the people here and getting them to Mexico City? Well, funnily enough, um, we have several initiatives that deal with international conversations because on one hand, I'm a great believer in international dialogues and I think cities nowadays have been, become this amazing space of contagion for, for great ideas. No? Like, so a bike sharing system pops up in Paris and boom, suddenly you have it in 10 other cities around the world. Um, so I think that dialogue from city to city is incredibly important because we, we can learn very quickly from each other. And at the same time, I also think that Mexico City has a lot to say to the rest of the world. No, it's both bringing people in and hearing these international conversations as well as thinking, okay, what can the oldest and largest megalopolis on the American continent bring to the table that yeah. other cities could think about? So one of the, the ideas that, we're, that we've been framing our conversations through is um, most of the new cities and the mega cities are going to come from the emerging world. Mexico City, on one hand, is the eighth largest city economy in the world. And on the other hand, we share uh, all the problems that any emerging city has. You know, we've got... The, the sprawl, the social divide, the traffic, this and that. And at the same time, we have 
tons of resources. So what would happen if cities such as ours actually really take um, seriously their, their role of figuring out and prototyping the future for cities that are, are more similar to us than they are to like these smaller, easier cities such as Copenhagen or, mm-hmm. or you know, that, that have as many people in their whole city as we have sometimes in a couple of boroughs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll close out on this. What would you like to see going back to Mexico City that you get from or what would you like to get from Techonomy today to take back to Mexico City? Well, we actually have a, I forgot to mention this, this in my last bit, we have a residency pro- gro- program going on with international mm-hmm. guests and we also host a series of conferences because we don't only pilot and prototype possible solutions for some of our urban challenges, but we also are in charge of detonating conversations from within government and bringing in civil society mm-hmm. that we think are interesting for the city to be reflecting upon. So first of all, I'm always incredibly excited to meet interesting people that have mm-hmm. great, uh, slightly provocative even ideas, because fortunately the mayor of Mexico City has been very supportive of our work, mm-hmm. and he's letting us push the borders and push the limits. So I'm always incredibly interested in hearing what are these ideas that are out there that maybe some other cities, it becomes difficult to prototype or to pilot because of the bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. And then being able to bring these back and having Mexico City as this urban playground, if you will, where we can test out these ideas. Okay. Thank you so much. It was great getting your perspective. And also, welcome to Detroit. Thank you so much. Hope to be back soon.